0: The best way to predict the future is to invent it. Stephen Ambrose brings you up to speed on what the future holds as he explores the latest technology as it impacts our lives. Well, welcome to Tech Talk, right here on High fm Where we are going to try to break some of this doom and gloom and just talk gadgets and gizmos and what's happening in the tech world and keep things nice and light because technology... Like all tools in life can be used for all sorts of good things and some crazy bad stuff that's pretty much going on all over the show. So stop tweeting, stop, you know, doom scrolling through your various social media platforms and seeing what's going on because let's suspend for one hour, just have some fun, talk some tech and try to get a handle on what's new, what's exciting and what's coming in the next uh, couple of months and years around technology. So Couple of really interesting things happening in South Africa this week. And one of the biggest ones is something that's been bubbling under and talking about for a long time. And that's Amazon. Amazon.co.za is coming to South Africa. They haven't given a formal date, but we'll talk a lot about that in Tech Talk Cafe because there's a lot of implications for, for online shopping and for e-commerce and just for general Economic activity in South Africa and it has lots of implications. Amazon is a huge company. They're active across streaming, um, retail, all sorts of different areas that, um, cloud computing. There's some massive, massive implications in the growth of Amazon in South Africa. And in some ways, it's a huge sort of vote for the potential of the South African economy. So let's, Let's talk all about that a little later. But one of the offshoots of that is streaming. One uh, news organization has decided to compare, um, Amazon Prime and which is their streaming product or not quite. It's one part of their streaming product to what's going on with, um, our friends at DSTV and saying that uh, DSTV have got a lot to worry about. Well, I don't think that's the truth. Amazon, have got a good streaming service. A lot of the other services that you can buy are still American. They're not going to be available in South Africa. So I don't see a lot of that happening, but there's no question that due to a lot of factors, DSTV or the whole multi-choice group are under a lot of pressure. They are redoing Showmax. There's Showmax 2 coming, the whole new format, probably a lot more uh, content because they sold 30% of that to NBC Universal, the American conglomerate technology, well, media group. And that should bring some really interesting interface improvements. Showmax has never been the leader in that space. And it also should bring a lot more content. But where Showmax and uh, DSTV or choice across Africa and Africa has really been strong is local content. And none of the platforms that are imported from outside of S- S- southern Africa or Africa are going to be able able to compete at that level at all and again looking at the stats a lot of those locally grown shows have a massive following and massive followings equate to massive advertising massive advertising equates to lots of money so I think the days for DSTV are not numbered but the type and style and nature of what's going on with DSTV is going to change. Streaming Via the internet is definitely on the rise globally. Satellite and cable and other forms of media and certainly linear streaming media are taking a major backseat wherever you go. People want their their, 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 their media now. They want it immediately. They want it when they want it. They want to be able to go backwards and forwards, pause, go have a cup of tea, do whatever they want to do and then get back to whatever they want to watch. So there's going to be some huge huge upheavals in the space. And then one other little, I don't know, I'm <laughs> not sure whether to consider it as laughable or interesting. The SABC is touting a one billion rand uh, streaming service over the next little while. Now, not to knock the SABC, they have got archives of content that are beyond anything. Unfortunately, a good chunk of those archives are from pre-sort of 94 days, which may not sit well with the current government, but the simple fact is they've got a lot of, a lot of content and they've got an audience and they've got a responsibility in some ways. So let's see where this goes, but I can't see them getting strongly into streaming or making any difference in that space other than by moving so much of the SABC um, broadcast stuff to a form of streaming platform that can be viewed on mobile. So There's a, a lot of things going on there, which I don't think have been thought out. But simply put, streaming, the way streaming's working, the way it's going, it's going to change so many things over the next little while. And um, you're going to see a lot of different changes coming in that space over the next year. And certainly anyone who's using Netflix or Amazon Prime or any one of them, you know, you understand that you need multiple. It's a little fragmented. There's no one product to kill them all. Though, interestingly, uh, DSTV does a great job, and MultiChoice does a great job of curating content across all these platforms, packaging it in, in a reasonably good satellite service and an okay but functional streaming service, and give you access to a ton of product that You know, you'd have to buy and pay for individually on streaming services. So, yes, DSTV is expensive. And, yes, I think there's changes coming. But I do believe that if they play their cards right and they keep curating and adding and buying the rights for certain product in the right way within the Southern Africa and African space, that probably still can be a significant force for the next little while. So you do the maths, adding up a whole lot of services, some of which are not available in South Africa to get a lot of content, or using DSTV, which puts it all together in a streaming platform and a direct satellite platform, so it's available in places where you wouldn't be able to get streaming. Uh, we won't even go into the the need for satellite uh, satellite uh, D, um, internet services down the road. But yes, I think there's a space for them. I don't think they're in any trouble particularly. But I think they're going to have to clean up, lean up, and get their act together in terms of how they compete in this space. Now, an interesting thing hit the desk over the last little while is that X, or formerly known as Twitter, is testing, charging their users one dollar, which comes to a stupid um twenty Rand. It's not a lot of money. But um still they charging for use of the platform. They've started that and tried it out in New Zealand, and it'll be very interesting. How many people are going to be prepared to pay even a dollar? Because that, it sounds innocuous, only a dollar. But what happens when you've got and you've built a platform and a following, and suddenly that increases to $10 or $1 a month? Once you're in, hard to get out. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in that space and how Twitter stroke X uh play this little one, but especially now, with all the craziness going on in the world, the amount of information that I get from Twitter X is pretty interesting, a little bit uh crazy, but it's still a fairly useful platform from that space. Threads from Facebook haven't, has not quite lived up to that, even though I enjoy it thoroughly and it's useful. Um It's not quite in the same league as X yet. So would you pay... Very interesting question. Let's let's discuss that as we go ahead. But I think a lot of changes is coming to that thing. And here's something that really I uh, absolutely approve of. Google is pushing something called passkeys. Now, passkeys is a new form of authentication using face ID, using um, fingerprints, using any other form of of sign in that is so much easier to use than a password. Passwords have always been a problem. Most of us, despite being told a million times not to reuse a common password across multiple platforms, creates all sorts of havoc. But Apple with their Face ID keeps refining that, that system, really hit on something. You pick up your iPhone, you look at it, it opens. You can do some banking, it opens. Using your face or other forms of biometrics, even fingerprints, certainly makes that life a lot easier. And the whole madness around passwords and password keepers and multiple passwords, because who doesn't use 20 different online platforms at any point in time? And keeping all that uh, straight is always a challenge. So good on Google. I think they need to keep pushing that. And I think there needs to be a completely new paradigm where you simplify your logins, you skip the password, and you simply use something like a passkey to just log into everything. Unfortunately, it's a little bit more fragmented in the Android world, very slick and very thoroughly implemented across the platform in iOS and Apple world. Um, many new Windows computers are using face recognition for login with Microsoft. So the move away from passwords has been slow, but definitely is um, coming and the sooner as far as i'm concerned the better so on that note we'll be back straight after this this is tech talk with stephen ambrose on 101.9 high fm so moving online pharmacies online everything moving to the latest news amazon released information this week that they are coming to south africa in 2024 now, that's a little uh, vague. However, what they have done is launch a website where where um, suppliers can start registering. Now, if you go to sell.amazon.com in South Africa, if you try it outside of the country, you'll end up with a global site. But if you go to sell.amazon.com in South Africa, you will see a headline, Amazon.co.za, and start And and a bold headline that says, start selling with Amazon South Africa. Now, Amazon have, over the last year, been teasing us with the imminent launch of their their entire shopping platform. And they've set up distribution. They've set up everything that needs to be done, warehousing space. They've even appointed, which is really, really interesting, um, they've even appointed a new head of, um, Amazon South Africa. And it is interestingly a South African, one who's worked in America, um, for many years and worked with Amazon for many years across many different platforms. But definitely his name's Robert Kuhn and he's been appointed to head up the, uh, South Africans or the sub-Saharan region, um, in order to promote the whole idea of Amazon bringing. Now, remember, Amazon is not merely an online shop. Amazon is part of, obviously, this global monster that is one of the largest shopping retailers in the world. They also do a lot of very interesting stuff, and that's why their new website is super interesting, because people, part, about 60% of their sales are done through people selling through Amazon. Now, there are three levels of selling through Amazon. One, Amazon sell product direct. They buy them they fulfill them, they ship them, they sell them. Number two, they work with partners, people who've got their own businesses and use Amazon as their online shopfront. So instead of having online on your own little website, you put your products on Amazon. They can be promoted on Amazon. There's a whole host of ways to do that. How do you get your products noticed? What do you do around improving things? It's a science and art and a, a, a whole topic for a completely other day, but simply put, you can do one of three things. One, you can fulfill, in other words, give your stock to Amazon, they sell it, they fulfill it, they do everything. You're still involved in the process, but essentially, you outsource the logistics and the selling and everything and the shop front to Amazon. Alternatively, you can do the shop front with Amazon and fulfill through Amazon Partially or yourself or, or you can do it completely the other way. You, you put your shop front on Amazon and you fulfill directly to your clients yourself. There's cost implications and all of that. Now take a lot in many ways to get into where this is all going. Take a lot of been doing the same thing for years with no competition and unashamedly. And I think correctly ripping off ripping off maybe a strong word, but basing themselves essentially on the Amazon model. And the the challenge for Take-A-Lot going forward is, although they've become a really slick, de facto, well-set-up operation in South Africa, and they, for the most part, same-day delivery is available, all the good stuff is available through Take-A-Lot. It is hard to beat Amazon at a game that they invented, created, perfected, and really got slicked up across global platforms around the world. This sheer scale allows for cost efficiencies, platform efficiencies, and just general slickness in its operation that unfortunately take a lot, no matter how scrappy and innovative they are, are going to struggle to reach. So expect to see massive competition. And already if you go and have a look at their new website and you are an online reta, re um reseller of Many products If you are, you already know That there's a certain cost to working with Take-A-Lot And if you are working with Take-A-Lot Amazon have come in And with some of their startup specials Which obviously are specials Make it super cheap for you to Sign up and start Transacting when they finally go live Through them But generally, their fulfillment platforms Are a lot cheaper than anything That Take-A-Lot has done And that is going to have some massive implications. I don't quite understand how take a lot will respond to that because profitability in this space as an online retailer is not great. The margins tend to be slightly lower. So there'll be two levels of competition in the space. One on the retail level, something sells for hundred grand on take a lot. Very easy to see what it's selling for on Amazon. And if both of them will deliver free of charge, to your door the next day, you will probably take the product from the cheapest supplier. Makes perfect sense. There's no reason not to. Also, um, where there are smaller amounts, the Amazon Prime free-selling arrangement is kicks in and makes things super slick and easy. So if you buy Amazon Prime, you get all the video stuff, you get all the photo stuff, you get all the other added benefits of Prime, including delivery for free across the market. So, again, a very difficult package to beat within the context. But Amazon Prime is now $13, give or take, so what's that? couple of, you know, it, it's not cheap, but depending on how much you buy and what you do for the streaming and all the other benefits, the music, the streaming, the photo apps, and everything else that they supply, it becomes a really reasonable amount on a monthly or annual basis to get all the benefits of that plus shopping. It's almost like a, a no-brainer. <clears throat> I'm not sure how Take-A-Lot will be able to uh, compete with that, unfortunately. I think that's going to be a real, real um, challenge in that space. But it is coming. So once you start looking at all these variables, it will be very, very difficult, I think, for local People to do that. And interestingly, of late, which, uh, is uh, a bit of a challenge and we'll see how Amazon affects that. Take a lot has been hit by the competition commission saying that they are having a stifling effect on, 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 retail in South Africa and are being not competitive. And they've hit them with a number of, um, restrictions, which unfortunately tie take a lot, um, behind, you know, their hands a little. Um so it's 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 really not an in, it's, it's super interesting let's put it that way it's It's a super interesting space for the two to be in, but essentially there are a lot of changes coming to take a lot which are going to change many many aspects of their business because unfortunately, the competition commission has imposed some very strict conditions on take a lot with regard to what they can and what they can't do. And although they've, they're obviously taking it on, um, on review, trying to say that it's a crazy way of punishing successful business people because, you know, Take a Lot has been very successful, even though they are pretty much, um, the only, only game in town. In fact, what would happen with Amazon coming on board, it's going to give Take a Lot the excuse to say, guys, We're not the only show anymore. Things have changed. But for the meanwhile, it's going to be very, very, very difficult. Um, It could take a lot to compete directly with both the scale and the the sheer quality and quantity of what Amazon have done. Now, Amazon also, which a lot of people are unaware of, and yet uh, if you haven't shopped on Amazon globally, you can realize that Amazon also have about Forty percent of the products they sell as Amazon-owned products, and that crosses all um, all categories. So it's not just with regard to electronics. So cables, sheets, clothing, you name it, Amazon source, sell, and distribute their own Amazon products in competition with other suppliers, their own suppliers, across many, many different platforms. And those products, um, in some cases, highly undercut anything. And because Amazon has great um, impact on the market, certainly does create a non-competitive environment for some companies to play. But the question is, South Africa is about a 90, they're projecting about a $90 Rand market for online shopping going forward it's still not the biggest way to shop. A lot of people can't um, essentially do online shopping at scale for whatever reason. It's still fairly small within in the overall shops. but if sixty percent of the shopping is still... Amazon, on, on the Amazon store from third party retailers, it does offer enormous choice to the existing people. And as they grow over the next little while, there's just no question that, um, the, the partner network that Amazon is able to motor, to mobilize both globally and locally, the amount of, the ability to move logistics around the world and to bring tons of different product to the South African public is going to be a huge, huge benefit. And again, because of their scale, because of their purchasing ability and they're dealing with America, Europe, Asia, Australia, you name it, they are able to procure, deliver and manage products at pricing that, that a local competitor like take a lot can't get to. So, Although for the, net, for the short term, I think it's going to be a huge revolution, uh, I think we have to be cognizant of one fact. Homegrown companies like Takealot and anyone else who's playing like macro, who are playing in the online space in South Africa, are going to have to up their game in some way or protect their market share in some way. I'm actually, having thought about it and having spoken to a couple of experts in the space... Very, very, very difficult to do, and the competition commission can take two to three years to actually come up with any uh, solution in that space, so even if they start getting involved and start climbing in and trying to assist in that space um, you 're going to find that it's going to be a very hard thing to 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 manage and control. And again, even Zalando and all the clothing retailers are going to have to be very aware of the sheer reach and scale of what Amazon can bring to the market. Now, I'm not talking down Amazon per se, but I'm saying that in a small market like South Africa, which globally accounts for a minuscule percentage of global online sales and where it is essentially not online retailing unlike many other more developed countries, has not become the dominant form of retail. It creates all sorts of challenges around the ability of local companies to compete with global companies in the space. So I think we're going to see a lot of upheaval, but initially the 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 drive um, for Amazon in this country is going to be massive. There's going to be a lot of competition and shake-up Ultimately, because arbitrage online is so easy to do and you can check pricing so simply across multiple platforms in real time, both on your mobile, on your computer, doesn't matter where, and you can buy and shop and ship um, if you have a credit card or a debit card or any form of online payment, um, really quickly and simply, it does tend to drive competition, which is always good. However... Um, when you're talking about a global massive company like Amazon versus a local company, oh, um, take a lot of part of being part of NASA is not exactly without resources. Um, it does look a little David and Goliad dish, and that could create all sorts of challenges around how we proceed and where we go. But sitting back here, having a look at these things, I'm super chuffed. So if you're the this the, the summation of this massive uh, announcement and the, and the impact of where this is going is going to really rattle south africa's uh, retail environment significantly probably early twenty twenty four and from if you're a supplier of products and you do use online platforms like take a lot to sell your products well you've now got a choice you can either do it through both depending on the pricing. Or pick one or the other. So that's another discussion you'll have to have um, because it wouldn't make sense for you to sell on both at different prices because you could land up in all sorts of complications on that level. Um, but if you're a, a, a purchaser, a customer like me and you and the rest of us out there at some point needs to buy all this stuff and you can buy all sorts of things from Amazon globally um, – It'll be interesting to see what products are available immediately, what products aren't available immediately. But the computer algorithms and the systems and platforms that Amazon have in terms of speed, availability, cost are going to be hard to beat. So the consumer will score. I think it will increase the amount of product available on the market. I think it will increase the competition with South African retailers to up their game in terms of customer service, in terms of the way they operate. It will certainly put the logistics systems in South Africa under pressure. But remember, Amazon handle their own logistics globally, both in the supply chain and delivery direct to customers. So hopefully we'll see some movement in that space. So electric vehicles, all sorts of stuff around last mile delivery. That should be a little boost for some of the guys in South Africa. So on many, many levels, something as big as Amazon coming into South Africa reshapes the retail environment considerably. And it's going to rattle the cage of many, many companies, certainly give visibility for a lot of local companies, perhaps globally, because they'll be locked into the Amazon system and their products and services may end up being able to be sold through Amazon globally. So there could be a really big boost globally for a lot of local products. And I think, I think that's something Amazon are pushing quite hard. They've got a couple of local launch partners on that space. So, In summary, watch the retail space over the next year. I think it's going to fundamentally shift. I think there are going to be some great times for purchasing for those that are keen uh, on the latest gizmos, gadgets, bargains, whatever it is that uh, Amazon will sell. And I think the local guys are going to have to be very nimble, very, very focused on how they're going to deal with the simple fact of a major global retailer – moving right into their turf, offering slick, easy sale of products and and services such as streaming, music, online cloud services, you name it, which Amazon are famous for. So watch this space. It's going to be super interesting. I'll try to keep on top and help and and guide as much as I can, but I'm going to be shopping on Amazon.co.za. There's just no question in that space. And on that note, we're going to have a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back straight after this. This is tech talk with Stephen Ambrose on one Oh one point nine high FM. So on that note, talking about honest and correct, let's talk about music and mobile music and how you get all these streaming music services, of which Amazon Prime is one of them, or Amazon was one of them, they do have a, a two-tier thing. You get free music on certain amount, and you get uh, if you pay more, you get a full service like Apple Music or one of the others, like um, you know one of the one of the other music services that are out there, which certainly make <laughs> a big difference. And there are lots: Deezer, Spotify, Apple, Tidal. And of course, Amazon Music. So lots out there, but the toy that I've been playing with over the last couple of days is something called the Sonus Move 2. Now Sonus, which a lot of people know is definitely one of the sort of leaders in audio. They made their name with, with, with speakers for the home, wireless speakers for sound bars for your TV. And they've always been seen as one step above the sort of commercial products out there. Um, and for many for many people, they've been super slick to use. You could have multi-home environments, speakers all over the show, playing music all over the show, either through um, one of the platforms that you use or of late through Bluetooth. And for many people, the thinner the TV's got and the bigger it's got, the less quality the sound you've been getting. And a soundbar made a lot of sense and all the subwoofers and everything that go with it. So Sonos have got a great reputation for both innovation and quality, if at a medium to high-end price. And the Move to is a new portable speaker, which has a lot of use. So f- with the weather coming times you want to move outside, you want to go and sit by the pool, you want to listen to some music or the news or whatever it is that you want to do, you need to take a little speaker with you. And the the new Sonos 2 really does deliver a powerful and yet refined and high-quality sound for me. I'm a bit of an audiophile, as many have picked up over the years. And I must say that compared to the JBLs and other really good quality, relatively... Less expensive devices. It, it actually does bring a touch of high end audio file to the, to the market. It has good bass. Um, just to give you a, a little sense of what it is, it's a small portable speaker. The version two has now up the battery life from about 10 hours to about 20 hours, which is quick, which is quite a big improvement. They've, up, they've upped up, they're up the ability, you know, to use Bluetooth and all the other technical factors. It is larger and heavier than the, some of the best Bluetooth speakers, but, um, it has got a lot of technology and a, and, and a huge battery. One of the benefits is that you can use it within your Sonos setup at home and connect seamlessly to everything to do with Sonos, which is great. You can use it for, you know, in multi-room setups. You can use it as, for your TVs. You can use it for pretty much anything, but then you can take it outdoors, run it battery free. Um, it has Wi-Fi connectivity. It has Bluetooth connectivity, and it is easy, very easy to set up and, and use. Unfortunately, the price is sitting at about twelve thousand rand, which is not terribly inexpensive for a um, for a speaker. It is available right now, and if you're a Sonos fan, you'll find them extremely. Extremely easy to use. If you are a Sonos user, you'll integrate it to everything else that you've got. It's got the latest version of Bluetooth 5. It's obviously got USB-C, so you can charge it very quickly across anything. And it it should um, give you at least 24 hours of use out of the battery. weighs around about 3 kilos, which is not terrible, but it's heavier than most of the other um of the other devices in that space, and the USB-C port can be used as a line-in. There is a a 3.5-millimeter capability, so if you want to use it with some older technology, there's a little adapter from 3.5 millimeters to USB-C. So built-in are three, three drivers, which are really cool. There's two angle tweeters pointing up, and although I found that the sound system was a little narrow in its overall use, It really worked well in a stereo pair for a TV, really well. Though I did discover one thing. You can't use that in stereo with Bluetooth, which is a little bit of a downside. But overall, I must say, as with all Sonos systems, the installation is super simple. The Sonos app immediately detects the system and quickly goes through the process of adding it to your Wi-Fi network. And to the Sonos home network should you have any other Sonos gears. It also enables, um, TruePlay, which adjusts the sound for your environment and updates every few minutes as the system, there are microphones built in, updates and monitors itself. So you will find that if you're outdoors, it'll change the sound to when you're indoors or the speakers on a table or close to a wall. And generally I found that pretty slick in terms of what it does, how it works, it, you can set the voice control option using Amazon Alexa, of course, which has had a huge upgrade recently, or Sonos voice control. And those are the only two. That's the one little drawback. There's no other options for Apple or for Android to use their voice control systems or the the, the Google voice system, which is a little bit, uh, as, a, as just an aside, Google and uh, uh, Sonos have been having a little bit of a go about the use of their, their voice system over the years and the technology involved. But the pros are very simple. Great sound, decent bass out of a small unit, amazing battery life. You actually forget to charge it. But the minute you plug it in, either to use it uh, fixed wireless or wired into the thing, it starts charging. The USB-C charger is fast and powerful, um, simple to set up. Really, quite well built in terms of quality. The only real negative is that it is quite expensive overall. It's not the cheapest um, device on the market, but it does deliver a quality of sound, a quality, and ease of use, and its integration within to any ecosystem where you're using any form of Sonus. It can take streaming from pretty much anywhere, some of it native. So the Tidal high-quality streaming is built in. Um, Cobus, if you really want high-end 24-bit and beyond, streaming works beautifully. I've tried it with uh, Spotify. Sounds really good. You can hear the difference between the lossless ones. It works with Apple um, if you use casting direct from your Apple device and control it from there. So, It really is a a nice, high-quality unit which has the ability, and that's how I see it. It's not your ultimate portable device. It's not waterproof, so don't take it to the beach, but it is somewhat water-resistant. And it is the ultimate sort of homebound, battery-powered music playing system. Two of them sound awesome. One sounds pretty damn fine. So if you're looking for something in this space, I'd highly recommend the Sonos Rome, they've got, um, they've got a. The, the Rome is the cheaper one. The Move is the, and the Move 2 is now the more expensive one. But either the Rome or the Move will give you really high-quality sound that fully integrates with your Sonus setup, and sounds very good for voice, great for TV, great for music, and easy to control and use for all your streaming needs. The Era is a whole other range, much more expensive. But Sonus seem to be trying to fill in all the blanks and cover all the bases in terms of what you can and can't do. And on that note, we're going to have another quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Now, moving on to, you know, obviously wrapping up the Sonos, um move. Really enjoyed having it for the short while that I did. And it's something, I'm not a big um, Sonus owner myself, but I can really see the use and the quality of this product. And once it's gone, compared to any other Bluetooth that I've been using, I must admit I'm missing the quality. So highly recommended if you are in that space and you're looking for something that will either be fixed for the most part, but giving you the ability to take it outdoors, especially in this great weather, and get great sound absolutely wherever you are. Now, A lot of controversy around the iPhone 15, as usual, with overheating, burning of the screen, all those sort of things. And the latest um, update of iOS, iOS 17.1, the sort of beta tester final version has been pushed out as of yesterday. So anyone who's on the beta channel, which is available um, on the phone to choose, if you wish, Um, for some people, if if you've signed up for it. Is available now and it corrects two things and brings a couple of new features, um, to the phone, which is really cool. Apparently all the overheating problems that they had have been taken care of by a software change. So phones, there's no more reports of phones overheating and screen burn in, although they haven't specified exactly what they've done, done the sort of OLED retention, which is a little feature of OLEDs in general. Mostly you can ignore it, but all OLEDs have the potential of of some form of image retention, which can be fixed with pixel shifting and all sorts of interesting technologies. But they haven't specified what they've done, but they've definitely said that they've got rid of that and it would definitely um, clean things up. There are a couple of other updates to AirDrop, which I've found useful, really useful, between Watch, between other people's phones, and between in-the-family transferring information. There have been a couple of updates. You can really transfer massive amounts of data, pictures and files, very simply. Apple Music has improved a lot. I've always found the interface a little sparse and the other platforms a little bit more organized. But there's now a favorites playlist that you can get, Um, And it works really nicely. And the standby um, function has become a little bit cooler and simpler. It's actually lovely. I plug my phone in at night, turn it on its side, and as you wave your hand near it, it lights up with some really cool and dark appropriate um, you choose, the weather, the time, your pictures, you name it, at night. So you get a little night clock for the price of your phone, and it, it works really cool. In standby mode, and um, it works really well. So highly recommended that if you have an iPhone, keep an eye on it. 17.1 doesn't seem to have any major bugs or problems. And as always, from a security and a functionality point of view, all the way down to iPhone 10, 11, 12, updating to the latest software generally brings a lot of benefits. So stay on top of it. Don't do it on mobile because it's a big update. But if you can... Get the latest version 17.1 on your on your iPhone and your other Apple products, and it should be out sometime early next week. So keep an eye on it, and it's highly recommended from me. So I've been told. Unfortunately, I have to wrap up once again. Um, thanks for listening in, and stay tuned to all the latest news in technology right here on KFM with Stephen Ambrose for Tech Talk.